Welcome, greetings everyone, this is Chief Yuya, and of course, uh, as always, this is Chief Yuya Podcast, and um, I wanted to get into or share something about balance in this session. As you can see, I paused because I'm thinking about a title and <laughs> what did I want it to be, but it really, ultimately, I want to speak about balance. Today is... Um, my my Sabbath and the Sabbath for those who are in my community, which many of you know, uh, I'm the chief jegna or head of uh, the Anu Life Global Ministries and the Anu Order. And, um, you know, as a part of being part of that community, we do a lot of things together. You know, um, we fast together often. You know, we study together often. We, we figure out answers to things you know, together and different study groups and reading groups. And, you know, we partner together and a lot of the work that we're doing, even down to things like checking each other's resumes or um, helping each other with, with uh, schoolwork for those who have gone back to school or, you know, watching uh, the community's children, you know, things like that. So there's a, there's a lot of uh, Ujima or collective work and responsibility that uh, happens within the, uh, the spirit and, and the, the realm of Anu. So this on this day, you know, um, we rest from our work. You know, we take a time to go inward, you know, recognizing that the six days prior, we have gone outward and we've done things to extend beyond ourselves. And, you know, I wanted to speak about... Um, the benefits of doing so. I'm not going to speak about the why, because the why was because we were told to do so. And that's it. You know, when you are loyal to a composition of, of a force, and that force tells you this is what you do at this time, this is what you do at that time, you don't necessarily have to look for justification. In many senses, you shouldn't. You know, if you've already justified your commitment to that particular force, then you're going to have to understand that there's some things that are going to happen that, yeah, I'm just not really going to maybe understand in the moment, but uh, there's a value in obedience, of course, right? So um, over time, you know, part of that value comes to light. You understand, ah, oh, this is why we were told to do that, or this is why we were told to do this, or, you know, sometimes you still working it out <laughs> as you go. And that's part of the beauty of it too. You know, it's that, that lifelong learning experience that you get to have. So I wanted to speak about the Sabbath, uh, especially it being a fitting day that it is the Sabbath and share a little bit of information on uh, not just the why, but more so the benefits. And, and, it, and it, a lot of it begins with the concept of balance. You know, on that seventh day that we choose to rest, you know, what we're doing is we're making sure that there's a proper balance of our yin and yang or yin and yang energy. And, uh, you know, again, like I said in, in a recent segment, I do not want to make the assumption that when I'm speaking about a particular thing that you automatically understand, you know, especially with a podcast, because it's, you know, the, the feedback is not immediate. It's not like I'm doing a live segment where you can get into the chat room and things like that and ask questions. but you know, the yin and yang, uh, well, symbol that's typically called, uh, 
the name of it is actually though the uh chi tai or the tai chi you know or that that's really the the name of the symbol but most commonly we call it the yin and the yang symbol just that's what most people know it by but the chi the, the chi tai or the tai chi it's a circle that's divided in like a s like shape if you will and there's two sections one section is white and the other section is black and inside of the white section you have a small black uh, circle, like a dot almost, and inside of the black section, section you have a small white uh, dot or circle. And each aspect or each side of that particular symbol has has a meaning. You know that it represents the coexistence of forces that work within the same cycle, and they may appear to be opposing or opposite forces, but um, they dominate a space at, at a given time, you know, and when one of the forces dominates, like let's say if yin, which is the dark, the black side, the dark symbol dominates, then eventually over time, yang will dominate, which is the white um, side of that, of that Tai Chi or, or that yin and yang symbol, you know, and it's no different than how dark, you have darkness that rules at one point and then light rules, you know, you see that over the solstice periods or poverty may rule. And then at some point wealth rules and then wealth may be toppled and then poverty comes back um, into play. Or again, the, the balance and the cyclic cycle of life and death the same way, you know, and these are concepts that you find within the Tao, you know, and there's a duality that we look at uh, when we're looking at the yang or the yang energy, which is, a positive sort of energy and it's intense and it moves out and it's masculine. And then you have the yin, which is a passive energy, which is a negative sort of light. They're both light, but one is a positive light. One is a negative light and it contracts and moves in. And um, within those two dualities, we find, a, we find different charges that allow us to find a balance. And by having that balance, we're able to achieve well-being. You know, we're able to achieve success and able to achieve fortune, if you will. And um, even though those opposing forces are not necessarily absolute, we can definitely say that they're relevant forces and they complement uh, each other in that sense, you know. And the, the concept there as you may have an increase of yin energy, um, the immediate implication is that if there's an increase in yin, there's a decrease in yang. Or if there is an increase in yang, there's a there's a decrease in yin. And that's a part of the living processes of life. It doesn't mean that there's an imbalance because there's more than one or whatever. It just means that, you know, um, there's a process that's actually happening. And there's even a subdivision inside of that, meaning that um, even inside of yang energy, you can break it apart. This is why you have those dots inside and you can create yin energy. And then the same thing, even inside yin energy, you can create yang energy. So um, any force that's one thing has the possibility to be transformed into another thing, just like people. You know, people may be angry for so long, but even within that seed of, of anger or, or within that, that predominance of anger, there's a seed of healing. And that anger can turn into healing in no instance. 
in the same instance, healing can turn into anger sometimes. You know, you may be healing from something, but then you think about the fact that I'm healing from something. Why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to heal? So, you know, there's the ability to always transform one thing into another. And both of those energies, whether it's yin and yang or the positive and negative, they have the potential to generate, but as well as consume one another. So if you are um, increasing one and not understanding that there's an interdependency on each other, uh, then you, you may actually consume the other because each of those forces needs the other force in order to exist. Okay, so in, in, in the same instance, and even for its environment to exist. So let's take like a headache. A lot of times when we have a headache, we may feel heat in the head. Um, and heat is also uh, strength. But a lot of times it's excess strength. Like, let's say we're thinking a lot, you know, and we're overthinking. We may have an addiction to thinking. And as a result of all that thinking, which is a display of our mental strength, you know, uh, we develop a certain heat or, um, you know, a headache again. And part of the remedy for that is to oftentimes apply something that's cold to the head. Now, the cold energy will be considered yin energy. So the heat is yang and the yin is cold. You see, so they both have to be applied. It's not that very small example, of course, in order to maintain the harmony of a certain um, and the energetic balance of a particular environment, right? Um, because if, if an environment um, has a deficiency or an excess of any one energy, uh, then you have to kind of reorganize that space or that environment in order to achieve uh, balance. You know, so there's a recognition with yin and yang energy on how we... Um, organize and keep separate the different patterns of our life and understanding that there's a time to relax and there's a time to accept uh, the pattern of movement and the pattern of, of nature and the forces of, of everything that exists in the universe are in constant motion. So even resting is, is a motion towards something because it's a decreasing, it's a pulling back, it's a constant pulling back. And as that constant pulling back or that movement continues, um, the the other force will change into into the, its next one. So the more you pull back into the yin, the more yin eventually will become yang. And the more you push into yang, it will become yin. Think about someone who overworks themselves and then eventually they have to rest. They have to sit down because they've done so much. So that the gradual um, force and movement of yang will gradually become yin. Someone who rests so too much and doesn't get anything done will eventually find themselves maybe racing to catch up. So in that sense, um, the, the too much yin, you know, creates this complexity where now yang has to now take over. But again, our entire existence, our universe is governed by this, this uh, cosmic duality and whether it's the sun and the moon or male and female or, or, the competing forces of of dark and, and night, if if you will, you'll find that um, these symbols are related to different ways that we look at the movements of the sun and the moon and the stars, you know, around our year. So, uh, with that, you know, we're we're speaking about 
just the concepts of finding balance. And, you know, I'm speaking about the Sabbath. <laughs> you know, all of this has to do with some of the things that we find about um, within the Sabbath. And, you know, uh, you know how you, how you find one thing or you pull one thing and to understand another thing. You know, I first really became um, a bit more clear on the yin and yang principle uh, by reading uh, the E King or what what's called the Book of Changes, right? Uh, that book was written um, by King Wen uh, during the uh, the Zhou Dynasty. That was or Zhao. That was the the Western Zhao Dynasty. And there's a concept um, that was in there that was dealing with balance. And you know we call it the the E King, but at that time it was called the Zhao Yi. That particular book, the, the Zhao Yi, or some people say again the the Book of Changes, but you know um, the 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 Jing portion of that text it speaks about the flow of yin and yang that exists within nature and how you see it w- within the spring and, and the autumn uh, seasons. So you know again a very old concept that underlies underlines a lot of different theories that we have in life, you know, especially with martial sciences. Martial sciences, all systems have a yin and yang element or what we oftentimes call in fighting the hard aspects and the soft aspects. But that's just another way of saying the yang aspects and the yin aspects. You know, uh, within medicine, you have the same concepts of finding balance within you know, uh, a working organism within science, uh, writing your, your, just your behavior, how you move about the day, your spiritual beliefs, your, your genuine beliefs, uh, your intellectual pursuits, your politics, this, they all have this, this underlying, um, yang or yin sort of motif. Um, and just like, like I said, the solstice where you have that, Yang begins at the at the solstice, and it kind of speaks about a time when daylight begins to dominate over darkness. And of course, in that sense, it's associated with the sun. And then you have your yin, uh, your yin period that begins at the summer solstice, and it represents a time where you know uh, darkness will begin to dominate over the daylight. So there's an association there with the moon, you know. So we could go on. It's, there's many different ways that it's uh, looked at. If you ever read um, the the Yellow Emperor's Classic of Medicine, you know, it speaks a lot about the, the forces of yin and yang balancing within one's own body. Uh, some people will call that like uh, traditional Chinese medicine or, or feng shui, you know, but, um, you know, it's a text that it just, you know, teaches you how to keep your body right. <laughs> You know, or or a particular body, because we, you know, we all have different physiology. So uh, one thing that may work for one group of people may not necessarily work for another group of people. That's always something important to kind of keep in mind. But again, going back to Sabbath, like I said, this this segment, I wanted to speak about the Sabbath, you know, and why is it that um, not why? I mean, I told you why we do it, because we were instructed. but you know, some of the things that I may have learned throughout my time of um, observing Sabbath, because for myself, and I'm sure for many other people, it's very difficult. It's probably one of the hardest things I do 
throughout my entire strong or throughout my entire seven day cycle is to stop my human efforts and to cease the the conduciveness to um activity and action it's very difficult you know for me uh, especially if i'm moving into a deep complete rest which is really what it should be even i'm gonna drink something real quick All right, there we go. So, yes, you know, so it becomes, at least for me, because I have a preponderance of yang energy. <laughs> so I constantly want to do, want to do, want to do. But without that um, balance that I am commanded to um, observe, the yang within me won't overtake the yin. And this is a very important aspect of life. You know, we find that a lot of times within our relationships or for those who may not have relationships that there's a preponderance of one energy. And when one takes over, eventually through gradual change, the other one will take over. So instead of there being a balance, either I'm going to be um, I'm going to exhibit possibly toxic masculinity or I'm going to exhibit to toxic femininity. But there's never going to be that balance between the masculine and feminine because one is constantly taking over the the other, if you will. You know, so there's there's a important thing, you know, when we have that six, you know, those six days and we're moving through the six days first and then resting on that seventh. The six is total activity. You know, in many senses, the six symbolizes the six directions. If you think about it, you have um, above. You have below, you have north, you have south, you have east, you have west. And so we have all of these different directions that we can make a movement that are external to our to the eye or, or to ourselves, right? And then in the middle of that, where there is no movement, is your seventh. That's your Sabbath or your seventh day. And the seventh represents the center or that center is that heart, you know, um, or that Metatron. You know, but just for now, just th th it's the cube or, or the heart that the that the, the Sabbath uh, represents, and it really is the source of all of our fortune. So that resting time, or that seventh, or that center, is where all, all of the actual blessings spring from. You know, so the effort that goes into an and an effort that's involved in making um, that day totally different from all the other days, almost parallels the efforts of working in, a, in an enlightened and conscious state on the other six days. Because when you're moving in those six directions, what makes the Sabbath the Sabbath is that you have been moving with enlightened consciousness. You know, not just oh, I'm working some job, meaningless or whatever. And then on this particular day, I just get to go, I get to sleep in, <laughs> you know, just lay in the bed or you know, if you go to church or, or, or whatever it is that, that you do, right? Um, it's it's much deeper than that. You know, again, there's a acknowledgement that um, there was something that was sacred that was done prior to. And finding the right work is like finding the, the right soulmate, you know? So... That six days of work is just as sacred, believe it or not, even though the seventh is holy, but the six is, is sacred as well. 
you know, there's an old Hebraic thought that says doing work that is not um, ours is like sleeping with a prostitute, you know, um, and finding the work that is yours is as crucial as finding your soulmate. You know, so when there are work partners that are that are kind of found or joined, it's just like finding a soulmate. And that honest and um, correct sort of partnership is important for us to ask certain questions of our soul when we reach the afterlife. And one of those souls that will one of those questions that will be asked is, were you honest in all of your business dealings? Well, your first level of honesty begins with, am I in the right business? You know, before I even deal with anyone externally, you know, am I working with the correct energy dynamic within myself and what it is that I'm doing so that way I can be or or will be compelled to be honest with others? Or will I damn myself by doing something that does not um, speak to the spiritual covenant that I'm supposed to have? You know, so we are encouraged to 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 work our six days and take a deep rest on the seventh day. And, um, you know, the work that we do throughout the strong or throughout our six days prior to, um, it's also the work of higher awareness. Everything is, uh, really that. So one, so the yang is nourished and the yin is nourished, but they're all nourished by something that is, that is sacred. And that's a central concept to our culture. And Anu. It's a central concept to our culture as original people. It's a central concept to our culture as original Israelites. It's a central concept to our culture as Hebrews, you know, that we have our yin time during that seventh day. It's not something that should be ever taken lightly. I don't take it lightly. And um, I don't ever encourage our members to or anyone who says, oh, I follow your teachings. All right. Well, here's one. <laughs> and, you know, you have to determine sometimes, okay, well, that's, that one, I don't know about that. That's too inconvenient. Or like I've had people tell me before who are no longer with us, well, because um, she was a, a nurse and she said, well, people don't stop getting sick on the Sabbath, you know. So, okay. <laughs> you know, be that as it may. I mean, I have a lot of intelligent answers to that, but, you know, uh, this isn't the prove why you should do segment. You know, um, we do because we're instructed and that's how we stay in alignment with um, the proper evolution of the world and the proper evolution of the cosmos. And as we do, even though we may not be able to understand things with our naked eye or our finite mind, doing brings forth understanding because doing is wisdom. So when you are when you receive right knowledge and then you apply that wisdom, you know, through obedience, I'm wise enough to obey and do then understanding comes, but understanding doesn't necessarily come just by um, listening. You know, we might think that or by reading something, oh, now I understand it. You can't understand it until you live it. Understanding comes through integrated experiences, and that means you have to live certain things. You know, and in the West, that you know, it becomes very difficult because there are so many different um, ways that we are tricked out of our central respect of yin, our central respect of that dark negative light or that contracting light, you know, even something as powerful as changing the day of the Sabbath, you know, um, when you look in, um, 
so many different cultures, it's very clear that Sabbath is Saturday, even through name. You know, uh, you get your name Saturday from Satur, you know, uh, or DS Satur, you know, which means Saturn's day, right? Um, and that was always, it fell on that DS or Satini, DS Satini um, always fell on the day that we know as um saturday and you know of course you had um different days that gave um honor to at that time what they considered to be the six independent celestial bodies uh which were the moon uh, mercury venus mars jupiter and saturn you know and um these were the these were considered to be the the seven bodies that um i'm sorry the six independent bodies that would orbit the seventh body, which was considered to be the sun. So you had, even if we look in our Hebrew, we have uh, uh, Kokov Hama, and Kokov, Kokov, you know, a star, but Kokov Hama was the sun star. That was the name of Mercury, the sun star. Venus was Noga, which is brightness. Mars was uh, Ma'adim, which means the red one. Ma'adim, like Adam. Or Adoma, Ad Adam, or Adoma means red, you know. So Ma'adim, the red one. Jupiter was Sedek, justice, and you had Saturn, which was um, Shabtai. Now Shabtai uh, is has the same root as Shabbat or Sabbath, Shabtai. So Shabtai uh, was the Hebraic name for Saturn, you know. And of course, and at that time, uh, Ur Anu and Pluto were, mm, many people were not able to see that with those planets with the naked eye. Many, not all. So those weren't considered in those, those classical, uh, senses, if you will. But again, even when you look at the name, you know, Shabtai, Shab, you know, it's just the Shab, Shab. It's the same root as Sabbath, you know, so there's a, there's a, recognition there you will um and you know of course we see these things in the day of the strong right and, and that's what that's where it gets so deep if you understand the energy of sabbath or the understand the energy of the sun you know when you look at the seven day um cycle you know that we have for the strong or the weak i'll just use the word weak um you know originally it was nine and then later they changed it to eight um and then it it was given uh, seven, but you had the sun, the moon, and then the five visible planets were all given a day, um, which in those particular days were supposed to be the days that those particular planets dominated or the energy of those planets dominated those days, right? So Sunday was, you had, um, was dies, so dies or dies means day, um, dies or dies, that means day. So the, the day would come, like we may say Sunday, but they back then said it like day sun, you know, it went that direction. So dies solis means the Sunday. Uh, then you had dies lune means the moon day, which we, of course, call Monday. Dies martis is Mars day, you know, um, which became Tuesday eventually. Um, uh, Mercury which was Mercury's day, you know, which also became uh, Mercredi and Mericoles. 
But these were the days for Wednesday of Mercury. Dies Mercury, Dies Joves, which was Jupiter's day, you know, which became Juedi and Jueves. And Dies uh, Veneris, Dies Veneris, that was Venus Day, you know. Um, and then, oh, then you had Dies uh, Saturni. I should have did these on my finger. I would have remembered them all. <laughs> but Dies Saturni, Saturni. Saturni, right? Saturn, Dies Saturni, which in French became Samdi, like Baron Samdi or Bawan Samdi. And in, uh, in Spanish, it became Sabado. And they, those terms don't come from Saturni or Dies Saturni, but from the Latin Sabata, which goes back to Sabbath. You see? So it was always very clear that the Saturday came from Sabbath or Sabbatah, which came, goes back, it goes back to the Hebraic Sabbath, you see. So to take Sunday or Dies Solis and make that the Sabbath, it made no sense because even in name, it was Saturni, you know, um, which which was deriving its, its placement from Sabbath or you know, like I said, the Latin Sabata, right? So it's very interesting, again, when you look at some of the tricks. Like I said, um, you look at some of the tricks. Back then, Saturn or Saturday was said to be the accursed day, right? Now, why was it accursed? Because people who wanted to travel and things like that, um, they were, there was a religion at that time, <laughs> if you will, on D.A. Satina, or Dies Satina Sacra, Sacra, sacred or holy, um, it was said that they wouldn't travel on that day. They wouldn't do anything on that day. So it was almost like a bad luck business day because during that time, uh, you had Hebrews who banned travel. So it was said to be superstitious to travel on um, a Saturday. And, and that's why it became like, in some senses, it was called like the accursed day. Because it was a superstition, because it was a group of people said, no, we don't, we don't travel, we don't do um, anything on that year. You know, I'm excuse me, that day. And even in ancient, um, ancient Israel, uh, Saturn or Sabta was always known as one of the planets that had um, a huge influence on human life. You see, huge influence on human life. Um, so again, we look at the power of, um, that yin, that yin energy and, and pulling back on, on that yin or pulling back on that Sabbath. And if you know, uh, anything about the planet Saturn, you know, that Saturn is that, you know, that sixth planet, obviously it's, it's, um, it's a very slow planet, right? Saturn takes 30 years just to get around the sun. And that's why back in the days, um, Saturn was closely related to the concept of death because there were groups of people <laughs> who had a life expectancy of around 30. And Saturn takes about 29.5 years to orbit the sun. In fact, uh, it spends about 2.45 years stuck, if you will, in each zodiac sign, you see, and the concept of the rings around Saturn, uh, people saw that as the limitations of of man, if you will, 
you know, like that's what the rings were. They were boundaries. Excuse me. I need to drink some more water. So, again, knowing about the energetic implications of Saturn is important for you to kind of understand, like I said, the flim flam, if you will, right? Saturn is that energy of disciplines, but it rep- discipline, but it represents slowness, right? Doing things very slow. That's why Saturn was always um, kind of or shabtai was always represented as structure and discipline and being detached and being mature and being wise and responsible. So, you know, um, Saturnus, which was the Roman deity, was always assimilated with Kronos. You know, was it the the the, the Titan father of of um, Zeus? You know, Jupiter. These these um, these different entities. But it w- it was said that again that was the energy of like slowing down, being refined, producing things in a wise and mature kind of way, right? So that Saturn or that Saturday dealt with that time energy. And that's why it was related to Kronos, Kronos chronology representing um, times, time, even in uh, like medical astrology, Saturn is always assimilated with your skeletal system and and your, your teeth and whatnot like that. And, you know, your crystals are like onyx and obsidian, you know, um, even um, the hemp and, and the pine tree. So this is that idea of like um, being isolated, being separated, even death sometimes is associated, associated. But again, death is because it's a time thing, but also the twenty nine point five years. And again, that's not that's why I tell you a lot of times the interpretations are very personal because some things may not apply to you. Like if you have a certain group of people who didn't live typically past 30, then it would 29.5 years around the sun. Like, okay, that makes sense. But you have another group of people who maybe had different forms of um, health and, and living that extended their life beyond that, then that 30 um, wouldn't really mean anything, obviously, uh, to that group of people. But again, uh, when you're dealing with the energy of Saturn, and, and I want to get back into that, or Shabtai, which was the Hebrew form, um, its energy was um to was contraction, right? Or to crystallize particular objects, right? Um, it it formed and organized in a very slow way. Saturn was considered to be a very cold and dry existence, you know, and that dryness was able to separate um the slow activity and bring things together because it was a coldness and that coldness, you know, like when things are cold, they come together, they huddle together and they move slow, you know, and some may see that as like, um, from a personal perspective, like when you have a preponderance of Saturn, there's a depression that sets in, that sets in. Sometimes you don't understand things you like or different perspectives. But what it is, is that that coldness, which slows down molecules, molecules are your, are your um, molecules are your concepts, right? When thoughts form into ideas, they become molecular, you know? So when things slow down, it's a slowing down of your ideas. So it's that, it's that discipline that Saturn represents, right? Or Shabtai, which is again, Sabbath, right? When you bring it into the, the Hebrew. Now the sun 
conversely, where you get the Sunday, um, radiates. It, it pushes outward. It pushes forward. It's like complete yang energy. You know, um, it creates a lot of attention. It, it, it shines a spotlight. You know, you go out into the sun, you can't hide. It's, it's a spotlight all over you, you know, and it's, it's bright. It's the brightest, um, object that we have in our, in our sky, if, if you will. So it's, it's hot. It's choleric. You know, it brings a lot of activity and it, it distinguishes things again because why? It brings dryness. You see, but the sun represents the full masculinity because it's 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 spirit and its intent and its will and its determination. It's going outward. It's not so much like the drawing inward and the magnetism of the moon. So now if you think about that for a second. When we, we look at Sabbath, well, Sabbath is supposed to be a time to rest and to go inward and to have that um, even that that negative atrophy, if you will. You know, that yin energy, you know, I explained the yin and the yang earlier, but to kind of explore and cultivate and bask in that that yin energy and and within our our, um, Chinese astrology, they correlate that shabtai as the earth. So it's that this is a time to be patient. They call it shani or sani. That's their their, their term for, um, for Saturn, right? Um, but nonetheless, it represents a time to slow it down, to be more patient, right? So it would make more sense that that particular day of, or that particular day and planet Shabtai Saturni would be your seventh day Sabbath. And Sunday, when it's a time when you're supposed to be highly active and, and highly expansive and, and heated up and warmed up, and you're going out to do this and go out to do that, that would probably be the first day because I'm going, jumping out the starting block. But it would make no sense whatsoever that that would be the Sabbath day when there's a time when yin is supposed to be respected and connected into. You see, and that's why I say sometimes we can do things where we consume our yin with our yang, you know, and that yin, um, like, you know, the prophet Ezekiel said, said not in the wind, not in the storm, but in the small voice, the still small voice. You know, so it's that still small voice that we receive our revelations. Like I said, it's the source for all of our fortune and success and our blessings, because that's when our serenity and our complete and deep rest allows us to experience and and um, kind of recognize what we're supposed to in order to really sanctify um our life experience, you know, so that subtile, that ruling energy of that Saturn planet is not conducive to action. It's the opposite. So it's on those. And I'll use the term Saturday for people who, you know, it's a little easier for you. That's the time you really are supposed to withdraw and abstain from action, you know, and kind of, you know, understand that during that time, the energies that are in the cosmos really block human effort. They thwart human effort <laughs> because it's a time when the universe is is, is um, exhaling and saying, okay, let's take a break for a second. Whereas on Sunday, from an astrological perspective, the, the, the energy of the sun is, is less conju- conducive to introspection and, and drawing in, and it inspires action. You know, so Western society is, is, is deep because... There's this extroverted kind of 
movement that happens on the day when it should be rest and people are unable to go inside and rest and whatnot. But when you're under the influence of the sun and it's inspiring fire and it's expiring, inspiring activity, then there's certain things that go along with that, you know, but um, when there should be rest on that Shabtai, that Saturday, D.A. Saturni, Sabado, you know, a lot of times what's happening at that time, we're engaging in sports, we're traveling, we're driving along these like packed highways, a lot of social activities and things like that. Um, and we're being deprived of our yin experience, of our yin energy. You know, yin is something, like I said, it gets consumed up, especially in Western society. Um, and it's it's important to keep our immune system intact, you know, but it gets consumed because of the tricks of Western society. Like we don't, we have no respect for the empress of the night, no respect, you know, for the, for, for those energies of the night or, or the yin energy, because why we have electricity. So when nighttime comes, what do you do? You turn a light on and you turn a light on to simulate or to pretend that it's still the daytime. When there is a certain energy and a certain activities like sleep <laughs> and energy recuperation that's supposed to happen when the sun goes down, right? And, you know, there's so much more I could, I could say about this particular subject because we start getting into um, the different dimensions of our Israelite energy in terms of um, Zebulon, right? Zebulon, um, where we have the letter Zion. Zion is our seventh letter, so we know it's our Sabbath letter. Zion is associated with the tribe of Zebulon, right? And there's a, there's a whole lot of deepness there. But Zion, it means, you know, or it can be translated as a metal sword. And a metal sword does what? It, it cuts away the old so that the new can come forth, you know? And it's also associated metal. It's metal. So, you know, anytime you're dealing with metal um, and your interpretations, you have to look at the association with coins, like gold coins, money, things like that. But, you know, that, that cutting away, all right, we got that done. We took care of that. Now let's move on to the next thing is that seventh day. But you never really get that when um, you're not resting in that, that, that evolution of separating from activity, separating from your pursuit, separating from all of your, your action. If, if you will. And there's a relationship with time there as well. Maybe I'll get into that some other time. But um, I wanted to just really share some of what we do in Anu in terms of um, not just the rhyme and reason, but some of the benefits that we receive for those who actually do guard, as they were instructed, <laughs> guard and um, honor the, the Sabbath. And in that way, they'll still find that they're. There's an accepting and there's a enjoying of a heavenly decree that happens. And also you kind of avoid the psychological malady of constantly projecting, you know, into a into an active space when you need not. But, you know, it's kind of like what is told in Zen. You know, when you when you learn about Zen meditation, you're told when you sit, you sit. When you walk, you walk. When you eat, you eat. Meaning you know, you do one thing and you learn to appreciate one thing and enjoy one thing. If the one thing we're supposed to do today is rest, we rest. The only thing we do, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's, a, it's a deep sort of uh, simple, but deep sort of uh, yin 
concept so that you don't become a slave to um, the constant moving and the orders that are shouted and given to a slave, if you will, but rather you learn the value of your sacred work for six days and, and complete rest um, on that seventh day and not getting so caught up in a time reality that uh, you don't understand how time cycles. You know, on that seventh day, you, you got to understand that your body, all of our bodies are wired to function with a certain rhythm. And when you mess up that rhythm, and that rhythm goes to like how you eat, how you meditate, how you sleep, how you work, everything, you know. Um, and when you observe and respect that Sabbath, it gives you an opportunity to disconnect from the demands of your existence and um, to spend uh, some time with the universe and away from your, your manipulations of uh, survival, if you will, you know. And it, it's, it's a true, respecting the Shabtai or the Sabbath is a true expression of your freedom because where do you find in the animal kingdom a celebration of the Sabbath. You see? So it, it shows you something special that you have um, when there's, you're not traveling and you're not overthinking or engaged in heavy activities or anything to do that's money-related, and you can avoid that for, um, you know, 26 hours or so. <laughs> you know, it's an ultimate expression of freedom. So anyway, that's what I wanted to share with you all. Um, there's some new music that I, uh, shared with y'all timeless fire. It's on all the streaming plat platforms. Now definitely go check it out. You know, all the streaming platforms for those who've been asking where to find your music. It's the same place you find all the other music, all the streaming platforms. <laughs> I've been making it easy. Uh, I have a band camp page as well too. You just search chief, you your band camp or just chief, your music, whatever you'll find. You'll find something. <laughs> it's out, it's out there. All right. But um, with that, you know, thank you for tuning in. Uh, be sure to stay close to Anu Life Global Ministries. Uh, those who have applied recently, uh, we are definitely reviewing uh, your application. Some of you have even already uh, interviewed with us, and there will be discussions and whatnot, you know. So give thanks for those who are looking to expand this experience and to bring your talents to the stage. That's always a, a wonderful thing. You know, when people are coming with a giving heart, you know, and not just taking, <laughs> you know, but really want to um, add on to the yin and yang balance of the environment that we call um, our new nation. So definitely, man, give thanks for those who are, are coming through and who are helping the experience to grow because um, nation building is about the women and the children, man. That's what it's about. You know, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Yeah, we men, we build it. You know, don't be mistaken there. The men do build a nation, but the the, the building is the building, the women and the children. <laughs> so, you know, um, coming with your talents to help add on to that, whether you be woman or a child or man, um, is a sacred task. It's a sacred endeavor. But no matter what, it is on that seventh day that we will nourish our yin. We will nourish the, the queen of the night. We will ne we'll nourish the, the ourselves so we can hear that small, quiet, still voice and make proper moves like we're supposed to and not, not always be bouncing around trying to figure out what to do next. 
All right. So with that said, uh, this is Chief Yuya signing out. Be sure that you bring the babies through for the Anu um, children's classes that we'll be doing soon. Open to everybody, as, as you've probably heard me say before. Um, and as it is Sabbath, we'll be having our, our Shema pretty soon, which is just a time when we get together, fellowship, read out of some of our texts and chop it up. <laughs> Basically, you know, it's not a full official Shema where there's usually a Torah reading. But uh, for now, we're bringing you in in a very accessible way. All right. So with that said, this is Chief Yuya signing out. Thank you uh, for coming through and willfully some thought has been sparked. All right. Shabbat Shalom.